Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hey, Nacho experts. So before we get into today's show, you may have noticed that it's content that has up until now been exclusive, available only on patreon.com slash solid listen. But Sammy, our editor of many years now, is a little too busy to keep working on the show. So that means we need to find a new editor. And we're in the process of that. But Even though, you know, we have a couple episodes in the can that we'll be releasing over the next few weeks, we're also going to be mixing in some previously exclusive Patreon content. So that way, if you want to have an episode every week, you get your episode every week. But know that regular episodes are still going to be coming during that transitional period. And once we officially have brought on a new editor, the show will, for the most part, be back to normal, maybe even sound a little bit better. Hopefully I can get my shit together even more. So Sammy is going to be missed uh, very, very much. And I want to make sure to say that because Sammy has been a great friend to me, a great friend to the Solid Listen Network. I am so excited that they have so much going on that they can't do the show anymore. That's always the goal, right? So make sure you follow Sammy at it underscore your underscore Sam underscore. No, just just underscores in between. It underscore your underscore Sam. That's it. On Twitter and Instagram, make sure to keep an eye out for everything they're doing. Love you so much. And as always to you, my nacho experts, thank you for listening. And now enjoy the show. Hey, it's Molly McAleer and you are listening to season four of Mother May I Sleep With podcast. Hey guys, welcome to this Patreon mini episode. It's the boy he met online. Oh no, sorry, the bride he met online. Sorry, we just watched this the bar- movie. He, wait, it's the, the bride he bought online. The bride he bought online. The, I haven't butchered a title like that since Very Merry Daughter of the Bride. Is that? Yeah, that's what it was, the Christmas movie. Um, wow, my guest today is Louis Peitzman, or as he's better known, <laughs> Louise Peitzman. Um, as MSNBC calls me. How do you feel about that? MSNBC posted one of his tweets and for some reason they didn't just take a literal. So the, I actually got an apology yesterday. I didn't you tell did? you this. Yeah, I got an apology. Um, the, <laughs> like a producer uh, messaged me or DM me. Uh, let me see if I can find it. He, he explained it. He said, sorry again about the typo. Our graphic system makes you retype a user's name and no one caught the mistake, but someone should have caught that beforehand. Yeah. Because my username was spelled wrong. My last name was spelled wrong in my, in my like handle. And then also my first and last name was spelled wrong. I know. That. So Louise. it was pretty, it was pretty, yeah, Lou, I've gotten Louise my whole life. It's like no big deal, but I was still, I wanted to be happy about being on television because, you know. I mean, I think it's kind of iconic. We're all, we're all just tweeting to be on TV, obviously. I Like how I would have a blog to sell it and make money like in this Lifetime movie. I'm so uncomfortable when, oh my God, like when, when Lindsay Lohan almost kidnapped those kids. Okay, yeah. I My tweet was like screen capped in like the fucking Daily Mail or right. something. And I'm not usually... 
I'm not usually selected for these things right. as I don't work. I'm not affiliated with any news outlet, nor am I like a celebrity, like, or nor am I just no one. Right. <laughs> so it's, you're an internet personality, but like, yeah, but like, I'm not like, fuck Jerry. Do you know what I mean? I feel right. like those are the people they sort of go to. And then like, also like Ira and like people like you. Right. Right. Well, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I get that, but also like, the Lindsay Lohan thing, we all had an opinion that needed to be shared. But so and, wait, so get this. <laughs> uh-huh. When I went on to Instagram Live the other day, when Lindsay Lohan was on, I did a little like heart eyes thing. Oh, God. And she and her boyfriend, I think, started fighting over, I'm not sure, but there was only 2,000 people in there. And I was like the only verified person. Right. And I did like a little heart eyes emoji. And she like hit this guy's arm. She deleted <gasps> it, but I screen capped it because I'm a, a fucking animal. And um, they start to get into this fight where he's like, did you just hit me? And she's like, she's like, I'm sorry. Just like, you know, whatever. And, and then they get, he's like, Lindsay, seriously, you need to fucking apologize to me. You can't fucking hit me. And she goes, you hit me too. Oh my God, what? And like, meanwhile, like what the camera is on is on a phone that she's calling the Beverly Hills hotel to try and get her mom some like money or something jesus and um it was great because like for a split second you could see her previous calls literally all of her calls were to india right like it's so interesting i really don't think she needs a platform right now i don't I, i think it's insane that she did a whole press tour and no one was like Hey, remember when she tried to kidnap some kids off the street, like, very recently? It, it, it was, like, it was so... I had a big problem with that whole press tour, too, because No, I know. It was just... It was so... It was, I mean, Paper Magazine did ask her about it, and then she was like, I'll explain in person, and then, I guess, never did. Yeah. But, like, that was nuts what happened. That's and, why God bless the Kardashians, because they fully, like... It's never really fully off limits with them. Right. Or it, it isn't for long. They've also never kidnapped children on the street. And, like, exactly. But, I mean, if Lindsay, like, owned it, if if there's a way to I own guess. it... I guess. How do you even own... Whatever. How do you own... <laughs> how do you own that? <laughs> Who knows? Tra- yeah. But, um, actually, that's interesting, because Lindsay might have been sex trafficking those children, and right. this movie is... Uh, Someone gets sold into sex trafficking. Don't want to spoil it for you guys. sure do. Okay, so this these mini apps we run a little bit differently than our normal podcast and that it's a much shorter conversation. We don't need to go beat by beat so much, but we discuss sort of the broad strokes of the movie and the things that really stood out to us. <laughs> um, normally, I don't ask this of guests because we don't do our scale at the end on the mini episodes, but I genuinely want to know from you because I think your answer could be interesting. What do you think is like a perfect start to finish movie like just one like your favorite movie of all time and i know it's hard to pick but people have had interesting answers my favorite movie of all time is valley of the dolls good answer thank you i think one other person has said that before i think that you based on the quality of guests that you get for this show i would say that makes sense thanks girl um i mean that was also a compliment to myself i guess but i meant it more about other people um yeah no totally (laughs) but um no that's the reason why i asked you because i knew you'd have a good answer um so right away we get like a really quick fun flirty little thing it's a narration right well of course we open up on a girl in a trunk Screaming. Sure, but beyond that. And then we cut to present day, I guess. Right. Um, and, um, or I guess past. And it's a little narration from... I also, well, I wrote in my notes, show feet, because the first thing we see in that is like her in flip-flops or whatever. And I'm like, 
in the in the school parking lot. Yeah, the yeah. first thing we see is they're, they're all foot shots. But the first one, I think it's I think Avery's the first one you see. Yeah, and it's like her feet and like I don't know some sort of. No, the first one we see is Kaylee because a- Avery's doing the. Oh, narration. sorry, Kay- right? No, Kaylee. I get them confused. Oh, but- by the way, also every girl in the Lifetime movie is named Kaylee. Right. Like, like this was an interesting spelling of Kaylee. How was it spelled? K a l e y. Oh, I like that. Yeah, I, like I don't that hate for it. Her. Anyway, Kaylee shows feet right away. So I just wanted to bring that up because people are, whenever I, I don't know, whenever I see gratuitous like foot shot in something, I'm like, someone has a fetish. You're right. I don't think about that enough because I don't. But I mean, like Kill Bill has like, you know, the famous like long ass foot scene because Quentin Tarantino yeah. likes feet. And like the Dan Schneider foot stuff. Like the, do, you've seen those, I've, right? Yeah. Um, By the I feel way, no shame saying that because no we're behind sh- a paywall. No but. shame in being a, a foot fetishist. No, 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 no. As long as it's consensual. It's just when you're doing it to. Yeah. It's also like it's very easy to take advantage of someone who's clueless. Like I right. have a wiki feet, and like I certainly have never put my feet out there, right? Like intentionally. I have a good score, by the way. I have like an aside. Um, oh my god! Congratulations! Yeah, and people so who exciting. like my feet also like Reese Witherspoon's feet. That's really exciting. Isn't that nice? Oh my god! You know, I have what? a cut on my foot right now because I hit my bed. I keep hitting it on the same spot of my bed, my bed frame. Right. Um, but normally my feet are pretty great. I'm uh, yeah. No, I mean I've I've never thought anything but positive things about your feet and if anyone's interested in that level of a patreon i was gonna say what level is that <laughs> yeah well email me private discussions i've gotten a lot more liberal in my <laughs> later years especially if you like a foot with a piece of scar on it from hitting it on a bed over and over again okay so we meet kaylee um this is all being narrated by avery and basically she's just kind of giving the breakdown on everyone's personality so kaylee's like the regina george sort of she's, kaylee's heinous that's the short version she's a uh, kaylee's the worst person probably i've ever seen in a lifetime movie <laughs> including mass murderers that are real people she's uh, like i actually if you hadn't been here i would have cried and I know she's horrible. You took me out of it because I was like, okay, good. good. It, was too, a, it was too real. There's a person balancing me here. Um, and then we meet, uh, sorry, what's her name? Mandy. Mandy. Mandy Kim. So Mandy Kim is, um, I guess sort of like the Gretchen Wieners. Well, Mandy, the thing about Mandy that I like is that she's like kind of mean girl, but she used to be fat. And so she's not that mean. Right. That's like how they temper it. They're like, well, she was fat. So she like gets it. I guess I can kind of see Mandy being chunky at a, sure. at a pre- previous point in her life. Yeah. I also like that. That's like the, like, I, I guess it is in a lot of ways. I think it's important to have been fat. If you want to be a humble adult. Oh my God. It's so important. But that said, like, it's not, so much of a personality trait. Like some no. of the stuff Mandy tries to get away with is not okay just because she not was fat. <laughs> but I, I often think like, what kind of asshole would I be if I had grown up not fat? Like I oh. think about this all the time where I'm like, I would have been such a demon. Right. Because well, you would have gr- been grown up to be pretty mediocre. Right. I wouldn't have developed a sense of humor. I would have like, you know, yeah. I would probably be a lot less compassionate. I just feel like, you know, you have to be bullied from a young age to like get it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. I think that fatness 
leads to empathy. Um, <laughs> it's true. So Avery's bragging about how she has. Oh, and then we meet. Sorry, Avery, who says that she's sort of like the the lock. Like she keeps everyone together. She grounds. She's them. the Katie, and she actually is the only person throughout this entire movie has any sort of sense. So we do have a scale thing that's like failure to jump to the logical conclusion, and Avery is like the only thing that held this movie up in that category. Kaylee's bragging about how they have 2,763 blog followers. Um, Wait, I had a different number. Do they go up? Yeah, they go up later. Because that's why she's like, she's empowered by like, because later she has 3,000. Well, good for them. That's actually some really impressive growth. Yeah, sure. Yeah, it's like in in the course of a day, but it's they only had to ruin a couple lives to get there. Right. So, um... We find out, like, they're kind of, like, pulling pranks. They're, like, pulling a what little... What is this blog? It, they're, they're not funny pranks. No, they're not. It's called um, stupidkidsjokes.com, which, right. by the way, is, like, a really good URL. And definite. I mean, she is rich. Kaylee is rich. Right. So maybe she could afford that. If she's rich, why is she doing this blog thing anyway? I, I was wondering the same thing. Because she's like, I don't want to go to college, but it's like, you don't have to go to college. I was looking at her in that big fucking house, and the second that like right. she is like afraid in that big house, I'm like, girl, why why have you done any of this? You're rich. Right. I don't know. Like I, I can't imagine like pranks like that really being easy to monetize, because the pranks are like, let's destroy a man's life. Right. And like that stuff does kill on YouTube, does for it? sure. I mean, it's Ugh. like it's just a prank bra is like sort of the meme around it, but like people just doing terrible things to other people. Like there was a family in Maryland that had their kids oh, taken I, away. I read all about Daddy it. Daddy 05. I, I saw I saw the horrible like miscarriage prank. Oh uh, yeah, oh, that God, and, people are so fucking dark-sided. And so YouTube has gotten better about not monetizing that, but the reason why those videos got so popular is because people are dumb and they want to watch it. It's right. like there's a group of people out there that laugh when someone falls and there's a group of people out there that don't think that's funny. I don't think that's funny. I just get so sad. I get so, I think it's so sad. I can't even honestly, I can't even watch like prank phone call stuff because like I feel so anxious about and like cringy about someone having to deal with that. Yeah, I agree. I can't. It's just it's just too much for me. But um, you know, go off stupid kid whatever. Stupid when kid Bob jokes? Dole, stupid kid jokes are on. When Bob Dole fell off the stage, like, do you remember that? My whole like my whole. I remember my whole class was like laughing about it. My teacher was like encouraging it. And I I was in seventh grade and I raised my hand and I was like, don't you think it's really mean? So like he, I said he's an old man and he fell. I feel bad for him. And the teacher was like, "That's a good point, Molly." And I'm like, "Did I have to fucking reel in my teacher?" <laughs> you, you were the voice of reason. Why in was that I class? woke culture at 13? Um, I still I have a lot of personal growth to do. So um, they do this little prank where the teacher is. Um, we've seen these online. They have like buzzers and beepers going off in all different places in the room. And I thought that we were going to get that like classic viral video reaction where the teacher's like calling them racial slurs and like just right. flipping the... F- well, I that, the was class was entirely be- white, so... Right. I thought... But I just like needed that. You wanted him to like freak out in yeah, some way. Yeah, except for Mandy. I will say... Oh, sure. Good I, point. I will yeah. say that the only diversity in this movie is like Mandy... Um, her family. Mandy's mom. And then... Um, <laughs> you see your dad. A couple of cops, for sure. And then, yeah, that's about... There's Wanda. A, isn't Wanda Latinx? Wan- yeah. <laughs> she could be something like that. Wanda's a fuck... Guys, wait till we get to Wanda. Um, so basically, they're at uh, Avery's house that night, and they're fooling around on the laptop. And um, they've put up the prank. They've moved on to the next one, which is they're looking at, like, a mail-order bride website. And I kind of, like, sided with 
Kaylee at first where she kind of had a point where she's like, these men want to basically buy slaves. Like, this is like not empowering to women. This is not cool. Avery's sort of like, hey, you know, live and let live. It's weird because like I don't feel that way about like a seeking arrangement type thing. I think it's because they're from other countries and it's because it's like... They're poor and vulnerable. Right. And there's a sort of idea, and we get into this later, obviously, that like they're more submissive because they're not, they're not American. No, that's exactly what it is. And that's just like super gross. I think it's super gross too. I And I actually, I've never really watched too much of 90 Day Fiance, but I do love Anfisa, who's the one who's dating Jorge, who's like, you're fucking poor and I'm going to leave you. Like I came right. here to get spoiled. Like... That I'm into, which can right. she anyone, own it. Anyone who calls her a bitch, I'm sorry, you you lie to yourself. So, <laughs> um, they have this little conversation. Basically, they decide to catfish this dude by putting up a profile of this sort of. She's the other. Um, there's another big Johnny. Um, yes, but also our catfish is Asian, I believe. Yes, she is. Yeah, so there is more diversity. So then we see she's Johnny. also dead. If, oh, that's right. Sorry, she spoiler alert. She's she's dead. That's that's what happened in 2010. Okay, yes. okay. So we see a creepy older dude, Johnny, uh, looking at the site. You know, he's not that bad looking, um, but he definitely is like sort of like mouth breathy, angry, anxious, but like horny. I w- but I would. Yeah, oh, no, I no, no, absolutely no, no, no. would, and I and maybe it's because I'm getting older and I'm a little bit more desperate. But like, <laughs> I'm like, he's not not handsome. He's a little bit like intense. He's the kind of guy that like you take to like you'd hang out with your you 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 introduce him to your friends, but you'd like warn them first. You'd be like, oh, he's kind of awkward. Like, don't assume he's like yeah, you know, just like you know, take him with a grain of salt. He's just like a weirdo. It would but, like, take he's a good year to, for him. He's to good warm to up. me. He's like surprisingly good in bed. Like, don't worry about it. <laughs> I've, not that I've ever had to make that, you know. No, you're you I've are exa- you are 100. percent That's the realest recap of like what that would be ever. But you know, your yeah, your expectations are are fucking crazy. Especially when when I was 25, my expectations were insane. Let alone these 17 year old girls. They are they would be and they are repulsed by him, right? Especially, especially Kaylee. So, um, yes, Kaylee's disgusting. Um, <laughs> he's taken with this catfish, and um, there's a guy knocking on the door. Um, he's like, "Hey, I'm here for Wanda. Like, I have the three hundred bucks. You said I could do anything you want. To, like, which like is a lot to say to someone when you're not sure if you're at the right house. <laughs> Literally, like the guy does everything but give him his social security. <laughs> like, he like lists all of his fetishes. Like, this man, <laughs> it was it was a lot. So, and he also like he was a great character actor. Like, he looked he looked a little bit possessed, but also like, like a little Randy Quaidish. Like, I don't know. Um, so Wanda is, um, the sex worker that works across the street. Kaylee gets some of these friendship necklaces. Um, she says that, you know, it's all a big sign of, of staying together even after they go to college next year. Um, and these necklaces are less important than you would think. Right. In terms of the movie, because there's a lot of buildup. Yeah. Around these necklaces. Um, but yeah, anyway, so they found Big Johnny. Um, they, uh, he messaged, uh, the, the catfish. Um, and, and what's her face with the, what's, um, Maggie? Which one? Mandy. Mandy. Oh, they go, um, she goes, as in Big Johnson? Which I Which love. I love that. But no, his name's Johnny. Like, that's how pure his this... Jo- his name's John, but I think... Oh, John. He, yeah. But I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I just love Johnny how pure Johnny, if you're nasty. Yeah. Like, it's really still his name. It's not like Anthony Weiner shit. I think he was subtly being like, I have a big dick. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think he was that. I think he was implying that. I agree. Okay. So basically they're like, we're going to go forward with this prank. And Avery's like, I don't know, guys. It's mostly, it's mostly Kaylee texting him though, right? Oh, it's Kaylee's running the whole operation. Right, right. Like Mandy is in on it and thinks it's kind of funny, but Avery is like really just like thinks this is gross and yeah. she doesn't know how far it's going to go. But, um, Kaylee does say content equals followers, followers equal everything. Which is what I live my life by. Yeah. <laughs> so I wrote that I wrote that I think Johnny's kind of lovely at first. Um, well, they have the like cutest little conversations. He says, you like music? And she goes, yeah. And he goes, what, what kind? And she says, all types. And he goes, awesome. And then he records her a song. Yeah. And it's like... And that, also learns to speak Tagalog. I think she's, Fili- yeah, she's Filipino, right? Like yeah. she's, yeah. Yeah. So he does like the whole, I mean, him doing Rosetta Stone in the car was like, so at, cute. At first, I didn't put together that that was even what he was doing. He was learning the language for her. Oh, yeah. At first, I just thought he was like a genuine person who had a hunger for knowledge. Right. Um, Meanwhile, like in response to these messages, like Kaylee is writing in broken English, which is like super problematic. She said, like, I learned joke today. It's like digital blackface. Yeah, no, it totally is. And I, it's not okay. It's like what, it's like, also, like, I don't even think she did it well. Like, it's like every different country, someone would speak in broken English No, but English for some reason, he doesn't way. pick up on anything weird about any of this. No, it's just nastily racist. And so she tells them this joke. What the fish say when he swim into wall? Damn. And he, like, laughs out loud in his apartment. It's a cute joke. It's really cute, but also, like, he is just enamored. So Kaylee's um, telling Avery in the hallway she doesn't want to go to college. She wants to sell the blog. Um, And she's very caught up in, like, I don't want to do this for another four years. And it made me sad because I know people are down on education for good reasons these days. But... Going to college is not doing high school. Not at all. Oh my god! Thank God I went to college. Like I think that yeah. I mean, I found myself for sure. I I was. I mean, I left LA, which was a great move for me. Mm. I think that my friends, a lot of my friends who like stayed in LA, kind of did treat college as a continuation of high school. Yeah. Like you can you can sort of like treat it as like especially if you like you know you live in LA you go to UCLA you sort of like still hang out the same people you see your family all the time it's sort of like. Not that different. Well, because also everyone in LA, like for the most part, has cars. And like in Boston, I went to school only like 20 minutes from my house, but I felt like I was in a different universe. Yeah. I just think if you, if you, if you are able to leave home, if you can afford to, if you, you know, get into a school where you want to, you want to go to that's somewhere far away. And what a waste. You should, you should definitely, you should definitely go to college and have that experience. And if not, there are other things you could do, but. Um, yeah, growth is important. And I think that Kaylee is stunted in many ways. Yeah. She needs some like proper s- college socializes you in a yeah. particular way. As she well. might have become less evil had she gone to college. Yeah. Obviously, we'll get to what happens Oof, to Kaylee buddy. later. Um, so he shows his uh, friend, the girlfriend, and his friend is at this weight. He's like, basically, his friend is, he's at a bar with his friend, and his friend's like, oh, God, we got to get out of here, because he's so horny from just talking to the waitress <laughs> that's doing her job. And he's like, hey, look out my gr- look at my girlfriend. And he's like, oh, she's hot. you got to bring her to the company party. So now he has a Which, mission. by the way, I think the reaction would have been like, that's not your girlfriend. She's obviously fake. Like, right. How does no one see that this is a catfish situation? Also, the way that he seems like this guy's his only close friend, like someone's got to know she's a mail order bride. Like, just tell him now. 
be like, yo, I yeah. bought this chick. Right. Like a guy that that's horny, he's not going to judge. He's not going to judge at all. He's going to be like, how do I do this? So Wanda tells him that he has a box uh, at her house. It's expensive software. She says she opened it by accident and um, sure starts to come on to him. And right. Wanda is unreal. A legend. She's, she's so She's so sexually aggressive with him. And I'm like, but she, she flashes him across the street. But also, but she is, but she isn't like, I want to sleep with you for free. She's like, I'll give you a discount. Yeah. Which good for her. Don't ever like give it away for free. Also like get, getting the neighbors addicted, hooked to the stuff. Mm-hmm. Not a bad deal. She knows how lonely he is. So, um, yeah. So basically she like starts to like, you know, strip him naked and he goes, stop. I have a girlfriend. Aww. Oh, it's so sweet. Sweet John. So, um, he sends a ticket to um from manila to la plus a 600 dollars agency fee and this is all orchestrated by an kaylee. agency fee that kaylee arbitrarily made up which like by the way this whole movie also this man is it we will learn that john is a computer genius and it's unreal to me that like she sent him a paypal link like how did because they obviously weren't paying through the agency yeah, none of it yeah, like, none of this makes any sense she wants to go off the books like <laughs> You also, like, you need someone's, like, so I guess, so basically he sends money and then she's like, I'll buy the ticket in my name, right? Like, he's not buying a ticket directly. Oh, I don't think they think about it. I think they just, like, hope we... Because, I mean, otherwise you'd, like, need someone's name to buy a ticket. You have to, like... Yeah, maybe she never bought the ticket at all, but he did, yeah. No, I don't think she did, but then, well, then wouldn't, like, he be able to, like, check... Can you, like, check who's on a plane? Whatever, it just, it just seems like... I don't think you can... I don't know if you can check Maybe not in a post nine eleven age whatever the point is like it would be so easy for him to discover what's happening here and he is like instead willfully stupid but But i think that's like also as someone who's watched every episode of catfish literally every episode like people mostly they're dumb but people who are smart just like don't want to believe that the person that they that's why i have a lot of empathy are hot for is is you know not real so yeah because i i when i saw the movie catfish i felt like I didn't care if it was fake or not because I feel like it's an important modern love story that needed to be told. Right. And it's like, you know, why didn't you Google? Well, because, you know, a lot of people don't want to find out about people that way. They right. don't think that way. Like, I there's never sweet about that. I never Google people before dates anymore. I think it's insane. I never do it. And I... I think people always think I'm going to because I always ask for full names when I get someone's number because yeah. I want to put it in my phone properly. But I like would never Google someone. I don't even look for their Twitter account. I don't want to like know anything about them until we meet. I agree. I I feel very like, and I know this is an aggressive word. I feel violated for some reason. Right. Like when I show up on a twi- like a Tinder date, and like the guy's like, "Oh yeah," so like I looked up what you do because like also like a lot of times like because I have done things that are like like selling Hello Giggles. Like that looks one way in print than it does show up in my life like right. as a person you know like i don't live like that right so i always think it's weird when i talk to someone who's but i like i'll be chatting with someone and they'll be like oh i follow you on twitter and i'll be like okay and they'll be like and i have for like years you know what i like that's just like a whole i hate that you have a whole different perspective of me based on that yeah you know and it's you know what i i, I don't think i'm that different from my online persona but it's not the same experience as like getting to know me directly there is like a hot way that a guy can approach you like that right i will say like i had a guy like email me and he's like i just saw you in person at this thing and he's like you looked kind of upset so i didn't want to say anything (laughs) but like i've been a huge fan of yours and like i really would like to meet with you sometime and like 
I was like, oh, that's fucking hot. Like, you know, the way he, it was like about business almost. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, I'm not above it by any means. Although I think that I'd rather have someone just be directly like, I like your work. I've like read your stuff. Let's like go on a date versus like when you meet in a, like on an app. That's right. And then it's like, and then you find out that like, you know. Well, because that's the thing. It's like if if we meet on an app, then it's like, well, you weren't compelled enough to like hit me up right before this. My like, DMs are open. I just so fell into your lap. You know, slide on so, in. So anyway, our boy John takes a trip to Home Goods for her. Basically, he starts to spruce up his apartment. It's so sweet. It he is really sweet. Back into yeah, it. before the th- before things take a turn, it's like a sweet little love story. Yeah, um, Wanda is like trying to get him off the righteous path. She flashes him while he's <laughs> fixing his curtains. Um, he makes a nice little sign for the airport on a piece of cardboard. Um, and then um, they, they, the girls are in the car. They're driving to the airport. Avery doesn't know where she's going. Right. They don't tell Avery. And then we see, um, you know, the, oh, Avery's like, whoa, this is fucked up. And she goes, don't feel sorry for his ugly ass. <laughs> so, like, Avery's framing it like she's trying to save these girls. And Avery's like, um, sorry, Kaylee's trying to frame this like she's trying to save these girls. But Avery's not buying it. Um, and she's like, this is destructive. And Kaylee goes, tell that to our 3,238 followers. Yes, I'm proud of them. Even though they're, they're fucking monsters, I'm still like, That's look at an that. impressive two-day growth. Totally. That um, never happens. Especially for that lame-ass teacher prank. Oh, so Avery's like, I'm fucking taking off. I'm done with this. And Kaylee's like, how are you going to get home? And she goes, it's an airport. I'm sure I can find a cab. Which I don't know. It felt like such a good comeback to me. Even though it's just like a like a normal thing. To say. Like it, it's she's right. She can easily find a cab. The way she said it was like, I don't fucking need you. It seemed like it seemed like you know Kaylee was never going to recover from that. And it spoke to her sort of like um, survival instincts, to be honest. So. Basically, they crush this man, and he is he leaves the airport. He he sits in the airport alone with his flowers for an extended period of time. It's so sad. Then we cut to him at home later in the same position. Right. Beautiful editing, really. Really, honestly, like this was a little like film school editing. Like, there's a lot of moments, but like that said, you'd get an A on this if this was your final for sure. Um. So he starts to sort of act like if you guys listen to the Happy Face Killer episode, he's acting exactly the way David Arquette did when uh, his wife left him. He just gets this like weird, screwed up face, very determined, almost like he's weaving in and out of like consciousness in sort of ways. I don't I just don't know if like I think this character is supposed to be like mentally ill at this point or if he's just been heartbroken. I think that the implication is that there's something wrong with him like yeah brain chemistry wise we do know in the long run that there's a lot of things wrong with him. <laughs> right but at this point i'm really like rooting for him and heartbroken for him right this guy that they just dismissed as having no feelings because he's ugly even though he's not even that ugly he's like you know well as as we said we would definitely we would swipe right yeah. with some thought right for we sure would, we would give it pause and, and right. then yeah. yeah but um i will say that i do think he is the male jody arias i said that to you at one yes, point yes you did you did cuz i do think they fucked with crazy and you know i i and crazy fucks back and i yeah and i um avery avery is my girl i'll just say that so now it's july 17 oh he finds out that um his online bride actually died on july 17 2010 wow which is 
Yeah. The boldness. It could have been fun to do like a different, like this could have been a fun little ghost story instead. Well, I thought that maybe if she was alive, he would, a ghost story. I thought if she was alive, that maybe he would go after her. So yeah, like I could maybe see that. they had to make her die. I was just thinking like the heightened reality of a Lifetime movie. Like I always am ready for a supernatural twist. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't get a lot of them. Sometimes right. we do in like the um, based on a novel sort of ones. Right, not on the based Nora on a true Roberts story. type shit. Although this is not, to be clear, based on a true story. It's based on internet bad internet behavior among teens. Oh, yeah. This is definitely like a lumping together of like a lot of very common ideas. I didn't catch when this was made, but I feel like it was probably made in 2017. Oh, I think it was 2015. Let me see. Um, and if if that's the case, if it was 2015, I felt... Yes, it was, it was summer 2015. Okay, yeah. I mean, I felt that this was like a pretty... Thanks for looking that up. I felt that that was a pretty like... Um, for by now standards, I felt they did a pretty good job explaining the internet for 2015 yeah. for Lifetime. That's great. Yeah, because SVU really struggles with the internet. Um, so and they're one of the hottest shows on TV, baby. They are, but they're they're always a little behind the times. Well, no, actually, I would argue that this season they are too up on the times. Oh, this is an SVU. Yeah, don't get me started, uh, honey. It's a shit show. I'm like, I feel like I'm reliving Me Too every week. I know because they're telling it in real time. But I remember when when Me Too started happening, and I was like, Oh God, how is SVU going to handle this? Obviously, I had other concerns, and 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 was thinking about this in other ways. Yeah, and like. Just to be very clear, like like a hundred percent support the movement. As a side thought, I was like, SVU is going to be a nightmare because they are so horny. This is a terrible word choice. They're so excited about like these rip from the headline stories. I think that's fair to say. And and you know they're gonna. I mean, this is a show that like combined the Paula Dean racism shit with Trayvon Martin and made it. It made that an episode. That's which right. Was, which was horrible and so, kathy griffin and like did the whole like um fake out lesbian thing that she did it was like a tv right. commentator yes that was a wild ride yes so they 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 definitely have a bad track record for that and this season has been well i also don't like how the show's become very uh continuity heavy yeah well, Amanda is also, have you noticed Amanda's getting like a little bit more conservative now? She's buckling yes. down on that. Yes. And like they've spent, like, I think they're trying to give the right something because like in, if this being such a liberal, liberal issue, quote unquote, based show. Right. Um, which I'm sure that's what a lot of right wing viewers probably feel it is. They want to feel like the pretty blonde girls like on their team. Well, things like, things like we should test we should like run all rape kits should not be a partisan issue. And yet I'm sure it is. Yeah. I do like the Carisi though. He shows up, man. I, yeah. I, I'm, He's hot. I'm fucking, yeah. I'm He's not- hot because he fucking believes women. Yeah. And he knows his shit. And he's like, he's not crooked. Like he's Robin Hood. Yeah. You know what I mean? He definitely will. I think the one that they did um, a couple weeks ago, that they've never the bottle episode where they're all in this like holding oh, yeah. area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've never seen an SVU bottle episode. I do. No. I'm interested. They're focusing more on the law side now. Yeah, they used to do a lot more of ex- like there was some experimental shit. There was an episode of Law and Order like a bajillion years ago uh, of OG Law and Order where it was like all of their lives outside of the outside of the cases. Yes. Do you remember that? And that's when like Jill Hennessy died in that car accident. Yes, she picks up Jerry Orbach. It, 
when he's drunk and yeah. then she gets hit, whatever. It's very sad, but it was like they would do experimental shit No, I have shit chills like, like as I'm listening to you. I mean, it was a, and then there's a voiceover mm-hmm. about everyone watching someone get raped. Do you remember that? It's yeah. Like, yeah, no, I like literally have chills. Oh, okay, yeah. can't think about it. Okay, sorry. Um, no, it's like, I, I, Law and Order has always had like some standout things, but it's funny how much that show doesn't hold up. No, but I mean, like anything that's that of the moment is going to be really dated. No, I know it's crazy. It's it's. I mean, I'm not trying to John Wayne it, but I do think I'm not trying to dig up a grudge with people that talked like my high school classmates. I feel like my high school classmates were about as judicious as John Wayne. It's disgusting. People. Where did you grow up? Boston, Massachusetts. I mean, not that hateful for sure, but like definitely like for sure slur heavy uh, social language. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 I mean, that was also like, I think we're the tail end of that. It's so interesting to me how millennials have such like a young millennials have such like a hand up on that shit. I think that like when I was in high school and I grew up here uh, in L.A., um, I never heard like outright slurs, but I definitely there was like a lot of casual racism, misogyny, homophobia. Yeah, it wasn't as explicitly stated. Like no one would use actual slurs. Yeah, I did get called faggot a lot, but in Farsi. Oh, wow. so that was different. But I mean, yeah, generally speaking, no one was like fully John Waning it. Yeah, he what was. a monster he was, huh? huh? <laughs> what a dick. Avery uh, has checked into a place called Skate Lab, and what we find out later on is that they're from Manhattan Beach, which is the only reason why I can, like, kind of mentally organize the fact that these girls have a totally different life. Which they're all skate punks; like, they have a totally different feel to their wardrobes. At school, they're all like really girly, but at this skate punk skate lab place or whatever, they're all wearing beanies and like the bra straps are showing. They totally are different girls in that scene. They're I like don't a, The vibe is completely it. different. I feel like the pitch was like this is where they hang out, right. and like in execution, there was something lost. Do you think that they were like going to be like surfer girls, and then they couldn't afford to? film at the beach so then they just filmed in like a warehouse and was like this is there are skaters now potentially because surfers would make more sense they had like a much more like surfy vibe yeah and like beach like you beach know. sports yeah i get that this actually did seem i mean there wasn't a lot of locations but this did seem sort of big budget to me in some ways i'm convinced that like the not to spoil it, but the lair where they end up was just like the skate park with like a I know like a fake wall thrown in. Um, so this hot guy that uh, Avery's talking to, we'll find out later. Uh, his name is Trevor. Um, this is Avery's love interest. Uh, Mandy comes up to her and is like, "Listen, Avery, I'm sorry. I know the joke was mean and that you were pissed." Um, John comes into skate world and he spots the girls. Um, basically, the two of them are like, Kaylee's a dumbass. She's not going to college. She wants right. to sell this blog. Like the, the two of them are simpatico about Kaylee being a fucking duck. Right. Did you say how John found them? John found them and he's like leering. Right. He found, but he he found them through ha- through his like intense hacking in a way that fa- felt totally unrealistic. Yeah. So basically, like he he dragged and dropped the model picture, figured that out. And then he hacked into the mainframe of like, I don't (laughs) know. I love hacking into the mainframe. Don't it? Like they always make it look so easy. No, he like looks at their browser history and finds their blog and video and then finds like Kaylee's name. Mm, Yeah. But it's just totally illogical how he could do all that so easily, but could never figure out he was talking to a dead model. 
Exactly. It's well, it's it's interesting because to know that he has this like in his arsenal, this sort of research ability and then and blind faith like that makes it even more sad that this happened to him. Right. Well, my thing was like, I can't imagine this guy, anyone who seems this naive, like that can't be his first time getting catfished. No, that's you had a really good point about that. I mean, like, he's definitely been catfished like 16, 17 times. And also, like, yeah. And that's why maybe he was so pissed, but he was like extra pissed. Yeah. I mean, this guy also, it's unclear whether or not he has like cash. Like, Mm. his place looks really dumpy, but also there's some really nice antiques in there. And he's able to pay people to do things for him. So clearly he has money. I do think that that was stretching it for him, though. Like, I'm not going to like, by the time he started to get like a couple thousand bucks into this, I was like, oof, that's got to hit the wallet, like really hurt the wallet at some point. Right. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, This guy named Nick comes to John's place. He's like, all right, it's 200 bucks to get the job done. And he starts to like strip down immediately. Um, And this time he doesn't say, I have a girlfriend. Uh, he says I'm not gay. He's like I'm not gay. And I don't Nick's want like this. that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. I don't care, man. Because let me tell you how many male hustlers have heard someone say, "Literally, I'm, not gay. I'm so sure almost all of them." But Nick is very handsome, minus his soul patch. Oh yeah, Nick is really beautiful. Nick is like Nick is like a hot like like he is you know I think a sex worker who could charge well beyond two hundred dollars. He would have lasted two seasons as Lucy's boyfriend on Seventh Heaven. <laughs> like, that's exactly yes. who that actor is. And that soul patch would have fit in really quite well there. I think that, like, this world of this movie in which, like, a sex worker just charges a flat rate for whatever is so, like, attractive, very, like, very attractive, like, competent sex workers yeah. who are charging, like, really below market value for a free-for-all just does not seem right to me. I, I agree. I agree. And I also think it's sad that, like, Nick, like, Wanda's 300, but Nick is 200. This, well, like, young, virile, like, little hottie. Like, right. I think I would be looking for wealthy, older gay men if I was Nick. Sure. To be fair, though, he did say I like to, like, get business out of the way first, like, pay me first, which, like, good on him for knowing that. Oh yeah, for sure. But because I, we've all had bad experiences. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, that's what I know from movies. But like, my whole thing is like, oh, I would also never think that he's a cop. I'd be worried about like getting my money for like the sake of getting my money, right? But I wouldn't be doing it for safety reasons. Like, I would. Know oh, the that cop this thing. Mother, I never think about that. Oh, that's why they ask for the money up front usually. Oh, is, is to it? make sure they're not. I mean, part of the reason, yeah, definitely. John's skipping out, but also like once. There's but m- couldn't you just give them the money and then as soon as they say, like, I'll touch your dick, then you arrest them because they're soliciting f- for money? Like, isn't you that- can, but it takes it to the next level. It ups the ante. And I think you could probably tell a lot about the way that someone handles themselves in that moment. Interesting. You know? Right. Like, there's a lot of, like, when... Because Wanda really reads into his soul later. Yes. And I feel like you become very savvy when you're a working a working woman right. um, in that capacity. So, anyway, what I do love about Nick is that I, I know that he is definitely a sex worker, but I think he is a jack-of-all-trades. Like, Nick yeah. would probably do, let him, let, do anything yeah. for 200 bucks. Um, but John tells him that he didn't hire him for sex. He hired him to pull a prank on his niece. Um, and he needs, he needs, uh, we basically like to cut to it. He tells Nick that, um, he needs to get, these three girls phone numbers um, in order to like prank his niece. The kid goes into the skate park. The girls are talking. Everyone, everything seems to be fine between them again. Avery and what's her face made up. But um, 
This guy interjects himself. He says he needs a tissue. They notice he's a hottie right away. A regulation hottie. Regulation hottie. And in like a real world timeline, like this is the guy that would impregnate Kaylee. Like when all of them are at college. You know? Because she actually... I don't want her to miss out on that experience. (laughs) Who Honestly, who knows? Um... So it's so terrible. So awful. They um uh basically everyone the two other girls give him the number. Avery doesn't. Um, they invite him to a party at Avery's. Once he's gone, Avery's like, I'm not having a fucking party, and they're like, Yeah, you are. Um, I don't know why this got pegged on her. Maybe she has the most lenient parents. But her parents like, were out of town, I guess. Yeah, but it seems like all of them fucking all are. Their parents are very kind of like even after like again skipping ahead one of them gets kidnapped the other parents are like pretty chill whereas you think they'd be like constantly on the hunt for the you know their missing child totally my mom like rode my dick when i was a kid basically but anyway so we move on kaylee texts him uh behind the scenes and uh, over everyone's head basically and gives him the address it's in manhattan beach um we find out at this point John has an old pistol in his house. It's really sad the way he pulls it out because it looks like it was like his dad's, his right. dead dad's stuff. Like he had no, he was never going to use that pistol unless this happened. Things escalate so quickly though. Yeah, I know. And I'm like, and I'm at kind of with him still up until this point. Right. So, Once the gun comes out, I'm like, eh, I don't know. Yeah, this is where I start to lose interest. So the girls get ready for the party. Um, they want to pull a prank that night. They all agree no tricks on Trevor, who's Avery's boyfriend. Avery is sucking face with Trevor in the middle of the party, which I was surprised by Avery for that. Oh, Avery gets down. She no, just I like know. gets down responsibly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think she'd be doing it in front of the entire senior class. Um, no shame, though. Kaylee's pissed Nick didn't come. Trevor hates Kaylee. We learned that. This is also when Kaylee says the best, uh, and by best, I mean worst thing she says in the, in the, uh, in the film. The you can't rape the willing line. Oh, yeah. You where you're like, Kaylee's a fucking nightmare human. Yeah. Yeah. I, it was really disturbing. Um, and so she's going to go meet him at Skate Lab. Um, and the, re- the way that line came up is because Avery's like, you should be careful. Like, don't go alone to Skate Lab. Right. Because Avery's a responsible person. Yeah. So the they, only one, the only sensible person in this movie. And no one deserves what happened to them here. But it's also very easy to see sort of how these things happened. Um, so they go to meet him. He texts her. Um, John texts her as Nick. See you soon. Like, let her see you soon. With a winky face. And I was like, oh, he's adapting. I was like, now he's playing the game, too. Right. Um, So Kaylee says Avery can do better than Trevor. She's bagging on Trevor, which I... Trevor's fucking hot. Trevor's hot. Trevor has a jawline like I've never seen before. He's like Taylor Lautner diet, like, version. Yeah. You know? Uh Um, So he wants to see Avery's room. Not very smooth. Um, Avery's like, it's upstairs, like... Um, I'm going to try and get Mandy to like watch the party, but Mandy's not there. She doesn't even realize that some skate lab is ne- now we go back to skate lab. Skate lab is empty. They're closing in 10 minutes. And when they say they're closing, that means even the employees have left. I'm so just confused the by that. I'm, I'm so baffled by all of this. Like how, how did John know to lure them to this like abandoned like it's open they can walk through it but there's no one around at all like that makes zero sense and the way he timed it too right like how did he know that that um kaylee was gonna get frustrated that he didn't show up right you know like it doesn't make any sense none of it makes sense but um mandy's like over it as soon as they get in she's like i'll go be in the car but she's now left out alone because the car is locked so she's standing in front of the car boom she gets hits on the head she's knocked out kaylee comes out and she can't find mandy a security guard comes up 
um, says he didn't see anything, basically tells her to get the fuck out of the parking lot. Um, Avery notices that she has three missed calls by the time she finds Trevor passed out in her parents' bed um, and tells people that they have to leave. Um, she doesn't just tell them they have to leave. She says that she will. If, oh. they're, if they're sober, they should drive home. If they're not sober, she's going to find them rides. Yeah, which is yeah, like, yeah. God bless Avery. Yeah, she says, I don't know if the cops were called. If you're sober, you can walk home. If you're, um, And if you're not, I'll try and find you rides. Or, well, I'll try and find you rides. And it was funny because it was like, the way she said, well, it was like almost like she was shaming them for drinking. <laughs> she was. But also, like, I just, like, love having that, like, the, like the mom of your friends. Like, there's always that one person who's just, like, so responsible. I'm, I'm like that with drunk driving. Avery is just, like, so fucking good at being, like, a teen around, like, these these unruly people. Yeah, she is. Um, she really is an adult. So he brings... Um, he brings what's-her-face Mandy to an abandoned warehouse. Um, so he somehow got a warehouse in this time as well. What's she, really crazy is that he... Well, he grabs he grabs Mandy, and then a security guard drives by and tells Kaylee to leave. Right. Which is, like, nuts. Like, the security guard was apparently there, but, did, but missed John kidnapping a girl. Right. So Kaylee comes back to the... Um, comes back to the party and she or and she's fucking pissed and she's like I think Mandy probably left with Nick right. she isn't anywhere to be found um and Avery's like you should go find her we don't know whether or not like basically she's like don't let your ego run the show baby right um and uh Avery's like I'll go wake up Trevor he's passed out in my mom's bed or whatever so right. uh, or no Kaylee's Kaylee says, says yeah. she'll go wake up Trevor because he's passed out in the mom's bed and for bed. some reason Avery's not like don't do that I would I would never trust this bitch around my man. Are right. you kidding me? Um, but also we forget the prank element, um, which is that she decides to wake him up by pouring water on his crotch. Yes. And making him think that he peed himself. And filming it, yeah. That happened to me at a slumber party <gasps> when I was um in fifth grade. You but like someone someone faked a pee situation? My friends poured water on me when I was sleeping, like on my crotch. And and um but like it was because I fell asleep first. It was my punishment. You can never fall asleep first. But I said to them, I was like, guys, I was like, were you trying to make me pee myself? And they were like, yeah. And I was like, you have to put warm water, uh, my hand in warm right. water. You don't like throw freezing cold water <laughs> on my crotch. <laughs> right. Like, I don't think th I wouldn't even believe that's pee. So um, basically, like Avery freaks out and she's like, you're not fucking funny. Get out. Um, I'm done with you. And Kaylee's like, who cares? You're not even fun to be around. So he's talking to Mandy. Kaylee's the worst. I, she's awful. And meanwhile, like, the it's all emphasized by Mandy being tied up in a warehouse. Like, like this is Kaylee. This is the result of Kaylee's actions. Right. And he's talking to... We're not victim blaming. Like, John is the problem here. Oh, yeah. However... No, but Kaylee... It's on Kaylee that, that Mandy is tied up somewhere. Absolutely. That's, yeah. If that's l lost on anyone, although I do, I mean, I'm not happy that this happened to any of these girls, but I'm, I'm seeing, this is not like most situations. I see how this led to a, a sticky, <laughs> sticky path. Um, you see, you're just seeing both sides here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to be very neutral. So he's telling Mandy that he remembers her. He holds a gun to her fucking lips, which really, mm -hmm. that was scary. I was like, ooh, that's hot, coming in hot. So um, he's like, why'd you do this to me? He starts mocking her a little bit, I guess. I don't know. And then he, she says that it was Kaylee's idea 
Um, so if he has to pick someone to blame, that should be it. Um, and she says she'll be quiet if he can let her go. To be, to be fair, like you and I were both like, Mandy should just be like, it was Kaylee's fault. Get Kaylee. Oh, I but, was like, sell that bitch out. But it's only when he's like, so it's Kaylee who did this that she's like, yeah, re- like regretfully. She's not like, you know, ratting her out immediately. I, well, for a minute, I'm like, I'm a dumbass. And I thought like this, he was going to use this as an opportunity to be like, don't fucking rat on your friends. You were all in on this. If Kaylee told you to jump off a bridge, would you like, I but they would have jumped off a bridge because Kaylee was, had some sort of influence over them. For sure. Not Avery. Cause she's too smart for that. This episode is sponsored by Book of the Month. I've been subscribed to Book of the Month for three months now, and I'm obsessed. If you're a big reader or maybe even a lapsed big reader who's been wanting to get back into it regularly, consider checking it out. Book of the Month, they read like hundreds of books every month from new and emerging authors, and they whittled on the list to just the very best. They provide you a diverse little selection of hardcover fiction to pick from, which is an element of it that I really love. I can find going into the bookstore to be super overwhelming. And when I know I have about a dozen really solid options to choose from, it makes the decision way easier. Plus, it's cheaper than other options. Shipping is always free. And there's a loyalty program with rewards and even lower prices if you choose to stick around. There's an app where you can pick your upcoming books and track the progress of your reading, and there are challenges on there with rewards. Your book arrives in a super aesthetically pleasing box, by the way. That's the kind of touch that I always really appreciate. Personally, I read at my own pace. Sometimes I can only get to one of my two books a month, and I keep the ones I haven't read yet on my windowsill right next to my bed so I can just see them all there. It inspires me to pick one up and read. It's nice to have options in front of you. If you're interested in trying it out, you can get your first book for $5 with code pastel at bookofthemonth.com. That's code pastel at bookofthemonth.com. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. So um, he says his pain was real and soon she'll understand pain as well. Which is really stressful. Um, She's like, it's just a stupid thing for our blog. So um, he hacks Kaylee's electrical system at home. Like you do. And he's sitting out in front and... You know, I know it's possible to get into like surveillance videos and stuff like that, but just basically, get into the mainframe. He, this man is an Elon Musk fan, baby, because he knows all about that AI, and he turns off like the lights slowly in every room. He's fucking with her. 
Kaylee literally looks like Regina George, like alone in this big empty house. Right. In like Victoria's Secret pink and Uggs. And um, she, I just wrote, what is this? Why is this teen alone? She's rich. Um, right. John breaks into her house. They can, they can right afford away. to have people keep her company. Literally. Like, or like, aren't these, if these people are this wealthy, wouldn't they have more than one kid? Like, right. adopt someone. <laughs> Um, (laughs) there should be someone around. So, um, John breaks into her house. Um, he says, don't move Kaylee. And he lectures her all on, on all of this. He calls her selfish, basically. He lectures her on like not having a smart home, which is a valuable lesson. I'm sorry. I totally forgot that this is a lesson in AI. Right. That's right. Like, cause he's like, like, it's like pre Alexa, but. Because he's like, you think these, uh, you think these alarm systems, they're smart, but right. in fact, like they're so easy to temper with. And I was like, dude, they're gonna kill us all in five years. Like that's why I don't have any of that shit. Um, I but again, could not figure out that he was talking to a dead model. True. So. I'm not comfortable with my Ring.com doorbell. Sometimes I'm like that. Can- really? Well, I mean, I need it because I'm like don't want to get I don't want to die but sure no I get it it's it's a double-edged sword so he's thrown her in the trunk too Mandy yells at her about the blog right when she gets there first of all Kaylee doesn't even acknowledge her no she doesn't even say hi Mandy no and I'm hi, like, my fellow kidnapped friend yeah I'm like does she have bad vision I'm like maybe she just didn't see her like she's so involved but like she looks like angry to see her yeah and I'm like girl like the, the two of them are so bad at being kidnapped. And I know that sounds terrible. <laughs> no, but they could have like talked about like teaming up or doing something, but they just kind of like sit there stewing and yelling. They at each were other. alone for hours. Right. Like I after about 15 minutes, even if I had a friend there after about 15 minutes, I'd be like, how are we gonna get out of here? Bottom right. line. Um We've seen Split, the movie Split. Uh, no. Oh, with the, you know, James McAvoy has multiple personalities and he kidnaps three girls and they're all like chained in his, uh, no. Should I watch that tonight? Yeah, it's great. It's M. Night Shyamalan. Oh, I love that stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a good movie. I sat through Devil, which was a big mistake. I like Devil, actually. We're going to like speed this up a little bit because I feel like I'm spoiling you guys. Um, not really, but, um, I do want you guys to watch this movie. So I just not- like, I just like tangents. I can't help it. I do too. That's why this podcast usually runs so long. Right. So now, uh, John goes and collects Avery too, which that shocked me. Right. So I was like, you got the bad eggs. Like, if you well, remember. Well, yeah, but you, 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 they were all complicit. That I mean, is Avery true. wasn't really, but he doesn't, he doesn't know that. Because he saw her run out. So it's right. like, can't you assume that she might not have been in on this? Or I don't know. So anyway, John comes and collects her. So the three of them are down there now. And he very earnestly asks them why it's funny to hurt someone. Right. Um, and Kaylee's like, um, she finds out at this point that Mandy sold her out. Right. And I'm like, what did you think happened? Like, I right. would have fully said, if of I course. was Mandy at day one, minute one, I'd be like, I told him. Um, this, is when he, this is when he's talking about the word pariah, giving yeah. them a, a lesson in the word pariah. Exactly. And he said, someone that the beautiful people treat badly. Right. And so this is when we realize that this motherfucker's red-pilled. Okay. Yeah, this sucked. The thing is, like, obviously I'm never going to be on the side of someone who kidnaps children. Mm. But it kind of bummed me out that he was exactly who Kaylee thought he was to begin with. Yes. Because you end up feeling like, it's sort of like reminding me of um, Cat Person. Oh, like Cat Person vibes? No, the, the, that short that short story. Is it called Cat Person? I've never read it. Oh my God, am I crazy? Let me just like make sure that I'm not referring to the wrong thing. Um, one sec, looking this up. 
Cat Person. So Cat Person was this New Yorker short story, and it was about like basically like a like a bad date. Oh. Do you remember this thing? And like, and like people thought it was real, but it was just like a short story. But it was like she sort of treats him horribly, but then in the end, he ends up being like, you know, fuck you, cunt. Like he's like ends up being a horrible. Yeah, like, I I remember Cat Person. I remember thinking that the girl who wrote it was a was a like a Looney Tune. Right. Well, it's it's fiction, but like no, yeah, I know. Right. But, but I meant, the, like, the character. Who well, that's, would... the, that's the thing, though, is like you you're reading it and you're like. And I was, like, feeling compassion for this guy who was, like, awkward but not a bad dude. Yeah. But then the twist is that he actually is a bad dude. And, like, sure, most men are terrible in one way or another. But, like, I don't know. For whatever reason, this I had the same vibes of, like, I actually felt bad for this guy that they were, like, using as a... as a, They were pranking in this, this horrible, malicious way and calling him ugly and whatever. And then it turns out he is, like, this sort of, like, racist incel. And you're like, well... I mean, Kaylee's instinct that a lot of a lot of these situations there's really no mail order bride situation that is pure um, for sure you're so yes she was, yes so she's she not wrong about that hit the nail on the head about that for sure um but uh yeah i mean it would be an incel that but they still i mean incels i read the men going their own way reddit all the time oh god it's disgusting, but I right. want to know what's out there. Like I'm, I'm an information pervert like that. Yeah, and it's really fascinating how they talk about women and just like how you can't even you can't even have a mail order bride because they're gonna drain you financially too. Right, all that women do, do is like just drain you. So mom comes home and she can't find Avery. The moms realize all the girls are missing. There's it takes them way too long to realize. Like they they knew that Mandy was kidnapped earlier, but like. They are, like, really slow on the uptake about how their daughters have all been kidnapped by the same dude. Dude, my mom was on my dick. Right. Like, I literally, I wasn't allowed to, I had to call if I was going to the library. Right. Like, I can't even. Well, we've discussed this. We were good kids. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know. But Avery's a good kid. She's a great kid. And so is Mandy, it seems. Kaylee's a demon, but. More or less, Yeah. Um, so the detective who we should say the detective, there's a detective in this movie that Avery already spoke to. Kind of. Yeah. She, she's like barely there. Yeah. She's like a, she's a diet Olivia Benson. They want her to be that, but she's not. Um, she does have ex- cool nails though. She does have like a navy blue, almost like, almost like a light navy blue, if that's even possible. Uh, fingernail polish, which, really distracted me and i will say that she was so unbelievable as a detective that when she finds the necklace that they all have in the parking lot um her holding the evidence bag was hilarious to me like yeah. the way she hand- which should be routine but there's something so that there's unnatural. something about her and maybe it was the actor or that's the poorly written character that felt very like community theater like it just felt very it felt very like false the whole the whole thing i, I never i never believed her as a detec- detective and i also was like she is not going to rescue these girls i feel like she needed better like in scenes like that like the way that she was so slow to and and just like it seemed so unnatural she needed better direction yeah i feel like yeah. they needed to be like you need to pick that up like you know it's your big score. Yes. Um, reasons why I'm not a director, but I, you need to motivate your actors. And there was not that there. Um, this is thankfully, this is where my phone started to needed to be charged in. So Lewis, I guess it's on you to fucking bring us through the next plot lines and, and be a uh, vigorous when you go like, let's just, skip l- shit. let's just go through it. Okay. Okay. So basically they're like, 
the girls are like in their like lair or whatever, and Kaylee keeps like taunting John and calling him like stupid and ugly. Yeah, because he it's- takes a piece of cloth. Yeah. And like starts to wipe the side of her face. And I'm like, oh my God, that cloth has acid on it. He's going to burn her face. But no, he was actually just cleaning her. He was just cleaning her. But it's very weird. Like she's like kind of daring him to like rape her. her. It's very, it's so uncomfortable and unclear what her endgame is. And also like, Avery's like, Avery's like, please stop. And Avery is like doing what you would do in a situation like this where being like, you know, like trying to kind of talk him through it and being She's humanizing herself. And being like, I'm a person, you know, unlike Kaylee. Um, and then he decides to pivot to his revenge, which is going to be to sell them into sex slavery. Yeah. Like you do. And I think that he he finds... Because like, it's I, sort I, of like, a, this is what girls like you are going to be anyway. It's very like Chad's and like Becky's yes. or whatever they call them. And also like... I guess like, they weren't respecting the institution of buying a wife. And so right. they were, you know, now he's going to show them what real sex slavery is. Yeah. Um, Cause his whole thing is that if he got a woman, a foreign woman, she would have better, more traditional home housekeeping. He's a lot of racist shit, but basically like, <laughs> like Kaylee's like, you were, you, you know, I was, I was right about you. You were going to like buy someone for like, make her your sex slave. Yeah. And so he's kind of like, I'll show you sex slavery and finds these like, you know, thugs, these, these guys on, on, on the, the dark, dark web. web. He also says like, he goes dark, he goes dark web, silk road, silk road is to buy drugs. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't buy, like learn your terminology. It's like someone like read an article about like what the dark web is and like pulled out a few terms and just like threw them in the script. Oh, that's exactly what happened. But he's like, he like when they ask like how he found the person, he's like he just throws out these terms and and as if like he wouldn't know. I have to be honest that I really admire writers that can move past not knowing much about something. <laughs> Cause like I feel like if I were to write like a medical, like something set in a medical thing, that I would right. need to go to med school. Like that's I take things very literally. Right. I wouldn't do well with interviewing that's someone. That's why you have like a consultant. That's why you have like, you know, right. an expert who can help you with these things. Right. And frankly, that line could have been a lot better if he just said dark web. Which right. Is where you could find sex traffickers. But I do think that these people are like the best like they are the people that write like cosmopolitan articles that go viral. Like mm. people who write lifetime movies, they get the fucking job done. Yeah. Like they get paid, man. And like, that's it. They, they know how to execute. It might not always be the best, but it doesn't need to be. It's just a TV movie. Just a TV movie. Um, like, so he goes to the, they meet the, the, the sex traffickers and he gets rid of Kaylee. Yeah. He, like, gives them, gives Kaylee to them. And then a car drives up because they're doing this in the middle of like, I don't know, some. Also, they sock Kaylee in the face before throwing they her do, in a van. Yeah. And, and then when Kaylee turns back, her face is fine. I know. Why? Well, I, I didn't, I, that was upsetting. I don't want to see it. Was it. Crazy. I don't want to see a girl get punched in the face. But no, it was awful. Um, but yeah, the, I just thought it was funny that they were like doing this in apparently like not in the middle of nowhere because a, a car just full on pulls up behind them. And so they just drive away. Meanwhile, like, he's asking for the money, which is weird because I didn't think it was about the money for him. Like, right. Like, he was sort of like, John is sort of like, give me my money, and they're sort of like, no. You get your money you, on the back end. But then they kind of end up being like, you're lucky if we don't kill you. 
will take the girls. I mean, it's true. Like, it is it is very John to think that, like, he's going to conduct a business he's so, deal on the he's dark He's so web. smart, but so naive. Anyway. Well, because he takes things very literally. We yes. learn that later. Yes, like Kaylee, Kaylee, the breaking point with the two of them is that she spits in his, in his face because he says that when he was a little boy, his dad said, in order to know someone, you got to walk in their shoes. And again, I'm thinking, oh, this is where he's going to, fa- like, facially scar, like, do a facial <sighs> right. scar or something. But um, he said, you know, I... I I thought that meant you had to put people's shoes on, but now I'm seeing that that's not what it means. It's a metaphor. Right. And and Kaylee goes, oh, you're stupider than I thought. And she spits in his fucking face. Right. Like, she's lucky that this man doesn't have it in, in him to kill anyone. Yeah. But also, he should know better than, like, to expect cash from sex traffickers who would obviously pay in Bitcoin. Hello. Right. Exactly. Um, but anyway, they... The, so Speaking of, I'll check mine right now. We've Bitcoin? been having a wild week. Oh, yeah. good. Well... Avery and um, Mandy get away, or they don't get away. They're they're still with John. They're but brought they're not, back to the warehouse. They're not sold sex traffickers. Meanwhile, this like horrible budget budget Olivia Benson is like trying to find them, but her only lead is this like is this guy Nick who like is uh, you know was not really involved at all except that he like got their numbers, but like he was a decoy. He was yeah. like a he was a you know a, what do you call it? He was like the bait basically. For- yeah, and he has like a history of like. Ba- basically petty theft like you and know and prostitution up, yeah. he's, he's a he's like a he's a hustler but he uh yeah so they're trying to like find this guy who is not actually involved with the kidnapping yeah so they're spinning their wheels doing that which is totally unhelpful because there happened to be a snapchat or something of him and like i loved that they mentioned snapchat by name they did mention snapchat like, and i was like we have not seen any sort of version of snapchat but um, they wind up getting Nick to come in later on, which is great because Nick squeals like a fucking pig as soon as she says, um, you know, it looks like you could use a friend on the force. And I right. was like, "Ooh, God, it's true. Like people, right. you know, they like, which by the way, that'd be great. But also like, it's so weird to think about how many cops are doing favors for people that like are criminals. Right. That are arguably could create bigger messes. I want to do a favor for Nick and shave his soul patch. Cause it was bothering me so much. Just he could he was- be one of those people though, that like oddly is not hot with, without it. Like sometimes I'm going to say he's hot without it, but I know what you mean. Sometimes, like occasionally it holds it together somehow yeah um so while this is happening uh or or, you know while they're kind of trying to find the girls and interrogating this innocent sex worker um another sex worker arrives at john's house his wanda baby his neighbor wanda oh because john cut his um avery was she acted out for once right and she hit him with a uh she's cut him with a glass beer bottle that right. was on the but floor. But for some reason it went for his arm and not for his neck, which like right. if someone is kidnapping, has kidnapped you and is trying to sell you into sex slavery, you should probably go for the jugular. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I know that if, if God forbid I ever wound up in that situation, my mindset in terms of mental preparedness has always been like, don't move until you're sure you right. can cause real damage. Yes, until you're sure you can like you can like knock them down because otherwise they're going to be like angry. They don't you don't want them to see that you have fighting you like that. Right, not at all. Um Which so, by the way, wait, can I do a quick tangent? Yeah, of course. A part of me does think that like with all of these true crime podcasts and like all this stuff that's out there, like even just this podcast, the way we talk about stuff, like if I was a killer, 
I would want to listen to that shit to understand the truth of people's fear and also mm. what people know. Because, like, for example, the humanizing yourself element, when people always say, like, you know, tell them your name, tell them your parents' name, like, make the make the person stealing you, like, realize that you're a person. Right. And I'm like, if I was a killer and I had heard that on every podcast – if someone started doing that, I would just blow past it. So in a weird way, I'm like, how are we supposed to get this information out there while also oh, not inspiring, point. like basically adding immunity to psychopaths? Well, let's let's hope that we don't run into this. No, problem. I think they've been better than not. I will say that. I I I love crime. Like <laughs> I love crime. Um. um well, so, so so yeah. So Wanda. Wanda. So so yes. So he's um, he's bleeding and and he's like messy and Wanda, who's very nosy. Which is weird because she can smell blood. Literally, her job her job requires her to be discreet, and yet she is like the super least in- discreet, super indiscreet, and also like very nosy. And she shows up, and she's like, um, "Yo, what's up? You're bleeding. Uh, can I help you?" And then very quickly is like, "What do you need done? I can- I got people who could do anything for you." Yeah. Uh, and of course, he's like. I need to get rid of two girls. And she's like, oh, do you need them killed? And he's like, no, 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 just like sold into sex slavery. It's all very casual. And and Molly had a theory at this point. I was like, I, oh, she's a cop. That I believe I believed that because it was so crazy to me that she was so casual about everything and was really like leading him in a direction that seemed like she was trying to get some sort of confession or to find these girls. Um, She's not a cop. She's just a very she. Well, she she did want to help. She wanted to help the girls. She also could be and never followed up. There's that <laughs> possibly, but she ends up being like she she goes back home and grabs her gun and is like going to go with him to find the girls. I uh, hope I hope that she was trying to like save them and not get them for herself. Oh, I don't like that version at all. She did sort of lunge for the girls, and I was like, I thought she was trying to protect them. I hope. I yeah. really hope. Well, so she, I mean, they... Because Wanda's fun-loving and like... No, she has a tattoo of a rose on her boob. I love her. I um, R.I.P. Wanda. We'll say, though, that she should work for the fucking FBI because she got that out of him and like two... And I will say, right. it was artfully done. Like, she... she re- no, she did. Um, But unfortunately... So they get there. They, they get there and... Uh, he's like, oh, he really has two young girls chained up in a fucking basement. Right. And Wanda is not a great shot. She shoots him in the arm. She goes, freeze, bitch. And shoots him in the arm. He falls down. It is enough to take... This man does not look like he exercises or has a lot no, of physical movement. But he hits her and kills her instantly. Hits her right back. Point blank, like in the chest. But I don't... She dies instantly in a way that just doesn't seem realistic to me. I mean, it, 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 like, we're supposed to believe that she was shot in the heart, I'm sure. But you still wouldn't die right away. Oh, really? You wouldn't, like, you wouldn't fall down dead instantly. Yeah. You would die quickly. It's weird to think that John is an expert shot as well. Well, we don't, John has a skill set we don't really quite understand. He has right. random skills that we learn about as the movie progresses. I keep looking at my phone as if I have notes. Yeah, it is really weird how he's oddly crafty, but also just, I mean, we've talked about this, but anyway. Right. So then, so, so Wanda's dead, but in, but in, in this, they're able to, to get, to get her phone and her gun. Yeah. And they call the police and this like idiot detective is like, stay on the line and keep talking to me. And then let me put your mom on the phone for you meanwhile they like patch her mom through meanwhile so- <laughs> john is like still alive and trying to find them and you know can easily follow the voice of avery who's talking to her mom on the phone um and the detective is calmly taking this call when they patch her through like the way that she was standing there i don't know why it bothered me so much but i was like lady they don't need you at this 
at his house anymore. Like, get in your fucking car and right. find out where to I go. I assume they were tracing the call, though. That's why right. they had to keep them on. So I, I get it. But I also, like, like... Can we get some fucking motion going? Right. And we and we do. And we do. And they, and they you know, uh, Avery and, and Mandy do make it out. It is uh, the largest building. I honestly huge. am amazed by it. This is where I also was like, is he low-key rich? Because I was like, if he rented this place, it's massive. Right. And did he he already had did he already have that space? Was it just like in case of in case you wanted to kidnap someone, he had he had like a big kidnapping warehouse? It, I don't know. It honestly was like a stripped target though, like a it was super so target. Creepy inside there though. It was like definitely for kidnapping and nothing else. That's exactly what it is. So then um after that, that's right. So the girls are hiding and John's like just like kind of stumbling around looking everywhere. The girls are able to like bolt out the whole time. I'm having a panic attack just because I'm like, they should have just stayed where they were. Like right. now they're running around. And the detectives did say like, stay where you are. If it's like, if it's if it's not safe to go out anywhere else, like stay where you are. Otherwise, I just would have no confidence in a person knowing how to find themselves out of that. Right. Place. And he had a gun. Yeah. Um, and he had a great reason to kill them. But he winds up basically <laughs> just like laying low. The girls get out and he winds up just like collapsing in this all green room. It's like this mint green. It almost looks like a prison cell sort of compared to the rest of the place. And he pulls out a picture of his online bride. Right. And he's having a full on moment. Yeah. With the mute, with the song. So we go to this odd scene where it's like he's in like this is his thoughts before his his death right and it's him playing the guitar and then across from the big reveal a mannequin wearing a dress which is so weird because if you're like fantasizing about what could have been why aren't you imagining an actual woman i think that they were showing us what was actually on the other side of that songwriting scene i think that he really did have a doll with a dress that's just so dumb i think it could have been an actual fantasy sequence right you know where he imagined being with this dead Filipino model. Well, I mean, I guess it's up to the inter like it's up to the individual. Sure. I love I love when a Lice movie makes you really think. Oh, we get a lot of that here because the the dropped plot lines really give you a lot of room to wonder about the intentions of the artist. <laughs> so um more than the artist did. So um then after that the there's a shot, the girls find out that he's dead. They learn um basically what do they learn about John after after he's dead? Like, was there any other weird shit that he had done? He was just kind of a normal guy, right? He, well, it was like the the standard thing of his friend being like, he, I would never have expected this of him. Like, he was, you know, right, a, a nice person. Lips. He was, you know, he never was going to, like, kidnap teens and, and shoot a sex worker. How could you expect that of a friend? You couldn't. No. Um, but uh, we we then go back to the voiceover we got at the beginning. Oh God. Okay. So then this is the big wrap up. We find out that the, you know, everything else went great except 17 Avery, months. No, it seven, seven months. months. Seven months. Later. Not enough. So school's about to get out. Um, seven months later, uh, Avery, uh, I'm sorry. Kaylee. Kaylee has still not been found right. to this day. Kaylee is fully just like been sex trafficked. Yeah. It is such a horrifying ending. Cause like, when they rescue them, I'm like, you know, we were thinking, like, how does this end up? For, like, how does this end for Kaylee? And I, I definitely thought that, like, if we didn't see her be found, we would at least, like, hear that she was found. Like, right. it's just, like... And what's really uncomfortable is that, like, there's this Avery sort of, like, like voiceover monologue thing where she's just like, well, it's not like we deserved it, but also we, like, poked the bear, and he's, like, it was a crazy person. And, she like... She also has been tasked with cleaning out Kaylee's locker, which, which I was, seems like, psychologically damaging. But it's just the idea that she that she's almost saying, like, 
we kind of were asking for it. And Kaylee in particular was obviously like the ringleader and she's the one who did the the worst shit to him. So I don't think the movie is like on the side of John, but it's a little bit weird that like Kaylee is ultimately punished for what she did. Oh, I mean, in like the worst possible punishment, it would be, but I would rather be dead. But that said, like, um, I do think that they need to give us some sort of more, it's like, feels like lifetime's obligation, especially when it's a teen centered movie to give like, a moral sort of, um, you know, what, what's the lesson we learned this special episode? Right. The and lesson so, was like, don't be, don't be like a trolley pranking person online. I think I agree with that. I think that that, I think it's just like, consider your actions. They have bigger ramifications. And I think that there's, unfortunately, sometimes when, when these things happen, you start to look at the facts, like, it's like, well, no, this horrendous thing happened. It's not their fault. But, it is. It's not. It's. It's very, very different than walking down the street in a short skirt. Like they totally. literally lured this man into an emotional nightmare. Right. And I. I guess like for me, I would honestly be, be more comfortable if like Mandy had been sex trafficked instead of Kaylee because I don't like the implication. Like I don't like that it felt like the movie was punishing Kaylee. Whereas like if it were Mandy or Avery, it'd be like your actions have horrible consequences and like innocent people get hurt versus like what we ended up with, which is like Kaylee, who was a monster who said things like you can't rape the willing ends up being sex trafficked. It felt a little bit too like on the nose. Yes. I'm glad that they didn't do Mandy because even when they, he kidnapped Mandy first, I was like, Oh, the only POC, like, of course. Right. And also because you know, it's another, yes, because like, and also getting revenge on his Asian bride. Yes, yes, yes. I, you're right. Um, but it's yeah I mean and then Avery would just be fucking unfair but she would be a <laughs> boss about it right but, but I mean but but that's what I mean like that's sort of like the moral of like you know you do shit that seems silly and frivolous and actually like is incredibly harmful and, and, and ruins people's lives and people end up dead or whatever all this stuff is a fair moral but this felt a little bit like you mess around with like bad men online you end up getting in the pursuit of fame right and you end up getting like you know, kidnapped and, and raped. Like, it's it's horrible. I don't know. I, I don't think the movie's advocating that, but I don't like the implication. No, it's a, it's a lot to say, like, it's a, it's a terrible thing to bully people for your own personal gain. Like, right. that's... She is the Alex Jones of teen girls, for uh-huh. sure. But I, I also am like, yo, like, one thing leads to another, baby. And, like... I'm. I hate to. I. I really do. I think yes. It you, goes very. The Jodie Arias comparison you made was was good. It is, and like I think that that's. I also feel like Jodie Arias is a situation of poking the bear a little bit, and like I think that you know, obviously, I have to say, like it's not Travis's fault that he got killed. It's a terrible thing. Jodie Arias should be in jail, I guess. But like, <laughs> but I mean, I mean, I think she needs to go to like a rehab center for fucking crazy people. Right. Because that's her deal. Sorry to all the mental health advocates out there. I am as well. But like, let's just call a spade a spade. Whatever Jodie Arias is, it's a mental issue. Right. For sure. That's always so tricky, though, because it's like, you know, the reason people are like, we have to say they're competent to stand trial is like, did they know what they were doing? Or were they like, like, there's obviously degrees of crazy, right? Because like, you have to be some level of crazy to kill someone. Jesse Smollett, if he pleads mental illness, I will truly have a breakdown because well, then he is, will just have rocked every we don't want to we don't want to fully open that that can of worms but i think this, that, that there's a difference it's premeditated it's like you know that was there's a you know there's a he's there's been a, indicted 
Oh, really? Yeah. Sorry. For anyone who's not sure, this is happening. Like, this case is happening today, like, while we do this on the 20th. Oh, so that's, that's really upsetting. Uh, wow. He's been officially... Wow. Wow. That's mm. just so dark. All right. Well, let's 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 let's, let's, stick, put a, let's stick a let's put a pin in that because it's a, a really upsetting thing that's happening in real life and focus on the uh, upsetting, upsetting thing that's movie, happening in this movie. Lifetime movie. I mean, uh, I think that we did our recap, and so I guess maybe it's just time for some quick final thoughts. Sure. Um. Basically, like, what do you? Are there any like any things that that you've left this movie with? That anything that really stood out to you in terms of production or <laughs> anything like that? Um. I thought that the God, what did I think was good? Not a lot. I mean, like, I definitely enjoyed watching it a lot. You yeah. know, I thought it was, like, really... I thought it was entertaining. Um, but I've, like, also never watched a Lifetime movie that wasn't entertaining. Yeah. Um, I'm sure you have because you've seen more than I have. Like, I'm sure some of them are just boring. I've but... only seen, like, a couple that I can't convince myself to, like... Right. Um, but overall, like, I I enjoyed it. I think that the moral was really muddled. And I was when I was reading, like, I and by reading, I mean skimming the interview with, like, the filmmakers. It was very much like, you know, this was inspired by, like, teens being bad online. Yeah. And I, I kind of feel like we should still put the onus on, like, men being bad online. Absolutely. And, I agree with and that. I, and I don't know if the movie quite got that. Because the character was so... The character of John was sort of, like, so poorly conceived where he was, like sympathetic and then went to like a totally evil place like like in an instant it just felt very like he wasn't a very believable character i mean it reminded me of why we used to have much more staunch protocol about how you met people from online Oh, totally i mean remember the old days you had to like tell a friend like meet at the library right you meet (laughs) meet in a public place (laughs) right but it also was a lot easier to catfish people in the old days because like you couldn't find someone i mean you and i it wasn't as easy we don't google people but still like if i meet someone on tinder i assume they're who they say they are i can see their mutual friends mutual friends i can see what they do like it's just not as anonymous as it used to be I on a rare instance in, that I've had a guy invite me to his house, I've said like either you don't realize that this is creepy or and actually like something that most women would see as a sign of danger right. or you are straight up trying to put me in danger right. and I want you to know that. Yeah. I mean like, it's, it's obviously different for women. I I mean you know men can be victims too and sure. I think that, I think women um grow up with more awareness of that and 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 more horror stories or 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 horrible experiences, unfortunately. And I think that that kind of like, you know, you, you take that with you and you are smarter about it. And I think that like, you know, for, for me and for a lot of other men, like we, unfortunately, you know, in another way, like are, are really kind of naive to those dangers and like grew up at a time when you, I, I, I was sort of blindly trusting of people online. Absolutely. I mean, I met people from live journal when I was like fucking 16, 17. Exactly. And like, I'm lucky that nothing happened, but I think that like, that's it's you know that's really scary shit and like you heard all those stories when we were in high school of people getting you know kidnapped and murdered and like looking back i definitely like i was never like in a place where i was gonna go meet someone i was way too like goody two shoes for that right but i um looking back i talked to pedophiles all the time online and i didn't realize that and i wasn't like mature enough i think to be like explicit but like i'm like what interest does a 43 year old man really have talking to a teenage girl totally and i had no perspective i thought they thought i was cool and funny right and and i think that you also like you you also would i would talk to people who who said they were 
you know, my age and I just never, never occurred to me that they might not be telling the truth about that. So there was that too. Yeah. I mean, overall, I would say this is a solid watch. I will point out one like little goof that I thought was really like, there was a lot of laziness in this movie. Yes. Um, which sucks because all the other pieces were there, but it, that's what made it a lifetime movie. Like in the beginning when they do the narration device and they were saying all the girls' names, for some reason they decided to run the credits over that. So like the names kept changing and I was like, wait a minute. Like I was like, oh, wait, oh no, that's not identifying the right. person. And it was a really odd, like lazy choice. There were some bad editing choices. There were some like really like, like you were saying, what was it like? Trying to like, it was like a film school right. edit. I also love that the font they use at the beginning feels like the default font if you download like a, a, an editing program. It's literally the typewriter font on Instagram. Like right. that's it's what just it was. Not, it was not good. It's the one I like. I'll tell you that much. Okay. So anyway, I'm going to say this is for me. Honestly, we're not scaling this to normal, but I think this is a 10 out of 10 good watch. I really, <laughs> I really do. This is like, put this on on a Saturday. Your boyfriend will watch it. Your dog will watch it. Your girlfriend right. will watch it. Whoever. This is actually like a, a good breezy. You want to watch this in a hotel. I, I mean, I, this is the kind of movie that like I would catch like 15 minutes in and watch the whole thing. Obviously, I don't think I would sit down and like show it to friends. Like the way I just did. <laughs> yes. But you you hadn't seen it. And you know what? No. This is part of the experience. And I'm like very glad we watched it together. But I, yeah, I think it was maybe more of like a seven out of 10 for me. And that would probably be like not sober. Oh, yeah. No, if we were, um, if we were scaling like on our average scale, this would do very poorly. Got it. But this is just, this a, just, just, just for, a little Patreon. For a little mini, mini sale. Right. Um, okay, you guys, thank you so much for listening. Louise, do you want to tell people where to find you? Oh, my God. Find me at Louis Peitzman. I know it's spelled differently P-I-E. than what you I E. P E I. P E I. Jesus fucking Christ. Sorry. I'm P-E-I. just like L O U I S P E I T Z M A N. Um, regardless of what you might have seen on television that's how you spell it and yeah. uh please find me on twitter and also uh you can get me a job if yes. you want i'm available for hire lewis is a BuzzFeed. writer writer for hire and former he, buzzfeed writer he is honestly lewis is just a fucking solid follow for both like new stuff you tweet about relevant links and shit like that but also you're very funny thank you so much and, and anyone who listened to this knows that you, you should sh- follow you should follow molly but you do because you're listening to her podcast they might not Um, You guys, thank you so much for listening. You are an all-star Patreon member. If you want foot pics, if you're interested in that, hit us up. We will add a tier or you can just message me privately. Um, All right, you guys, thanks for listening. Talk to you another time. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to season four of Mother May I Sleep With Podcast. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.